0: Hello. I'm not using my normal mic today. I'm just <laughs> using the good old iPhone built-in mic. Um, not. The, I don't think that my headphone ones are much better, but they they're definitely a little better. Um, but today, I was. i was just thinking about this because I kept seeing like those. Uh, there, like there's a trend on social media where it's like a video transformation of like oh if you think that you wouldn't like like it's very like heteronormative one but it's like if you wouldn't find yourself attractive as like another gender then lower your standards kind of thing which i think is wrong um for a few reasons And, but I tried the filter just because I was like, oh, like, I just was curious. I was like, what would I look like? And I guess I've never thought about this, but it just, like, nothing worked because I just, I looked like too much of a pretty boy. And that's when I just realized, like, oh, I just have, like, very, very feminine, like, a very feminine face. Um, And I was like, oh. Like, in a weird way. That kind of just, like, helped me accept that I am pretty. Oh, cool. I talk a little loud, and then people around the corner, and I'm like, oh, that's a really weird way to (laughs) to end a sentence and then see a person. But I think I was also something that I was just kind of thinking about, because, like I said on the podcast in yesterday's episode, was that, like, my grandma telling me that I was pretty was what helped me, (laughs) because she's such, like... She's just someone whose opinion I trust to be very objective or, like, straight to the point. But this is, like, in the way... Like, pretty in the way of, like... I just have a very feminine face. Um... I think this is something that, like... I'm a big believer. Like, I... In a balance, like, everyone is a balance of the masculine and the feminine, in a way that's gender, it's a crazy thing, but I'll try and talk about that, um, I'm also doing this walk before I drop my mom off the airport, so we'll see if I can do it in one go or not, basically ever since I was, like, I was, like, a tomboy, as a kid, kind of thing, um, but, Like, I was just, like, this very tall, like, lanky child that just all I did every day was just, like, go outside and play sports and then go to whatever, like, sports team practice I had. And, like, my stepbrothers all played a lot of video games and I, like, I wasn't always allowed to play with them because some of the video games were very violent. Um, But when I was, I beasted it. (laughs) And so it was just in a lot of ways just very... Like yeah, just tomboy, just very masculine energies as a child. And so I just like because I identified so heavily with like that kind of side of things if you will, um I just like never thought about if I was pretty or not. Like I would get told that, um, but I was like it, it wasn't something Registered, and even when I got like older, and my older i literally me like maybe nine. Also, I just do my skincare, so my eyes that like I'm crying, like my eyes are streaming. Um, I don't know why this always <laughs> happens to me, but if <laughs> I do my skincare, and then it's also kind of windy, so my eyes just streaming for some reason. Um, but I got that's when I started developing really bad. Like body image, body dysmorphia, and, uh, and like, any time I do something like this, is diagnosed like I have body dysmorphia, because um, lots of dangers in self-diagnosis, even though I also understand that a lot of people don't have the resources to go to get a proper diagnosis, that sometimes self-diagnosis can help you find other resources that are available online, but for the most part, it's like, if you at all can get a diagnosis, do that, because it's complicated, you're not a professional you can't diagnose yourself without bias, kind of thing. That's very much a subsect, if you will. Anyway, um, where was that going? Oh yeah, but I just was always, like, fixated on my body rather than my face. Um, like, for concerns, I, I guess I've just never really been concerned about my face, and, like, when I was little, I would try really hard to say like, look in the mirror and like say nice things about myself," and I, like anything, ever specifically about like my appearance because I, I was little, I was doing this on my own. But you should say it about your whole being, your whole soul. But I just kind of figured, so I was just like ten-year-old kid trying to do it myself. I was like, "Oh, I don't like the physical form. I should focus on the physical you now." Um, not quite how that works <laughs> you're having physical then maybe focus on the on the heart a little bit um but rather the mind you know what i mean um but yeah so like the one the absolute, the one thing i was kind of i was like i like my eyes i think my eyes are pretty and there was one day where i couldn't even believe that and i was like oh this is bad this is so bad um and I also had very severe depression around that age. So it was you know something was cooking in this little neurodeficient brain. And it wasn't great. <laughs> um but it was still was always like I was just fixated on my body and a bit of like I have to sneeze. Oh god. Oh thank you. Um <laughs> But, <laughs> oh, my eyes are <laughs> streaming even more now. Um, they must be on Twitch. I'm so sorry, that was the worst joke, but I knew it was gonna happen. Um, anyway. But yeah, it was just always this focus on my body rather than my face, so I guess I never thought about it. And maybe it was like, cause I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna be glad that I never hit it on my face. I'm glad that I like it. Um, But at the same time, that just means that I never, like, even considered it to some degree. I was like, oh, like, am I... The one thing I'll say is that I have, like, I would always wonder, like, am I cute? Am I pretty? Am I, like, beautiful? Am I hot? Like, what kind of, like, lens is approached? Which I think to me is just, like, different kinds of, like, very masculine or very feminine. And I think I just have oh hey doorbell um i think i just have a feminine face and that's kind of sick i'm like yeah i vibe with that and it kind of makes sense then that i would like naturally balance out the rest of my appearance to some degree because i was like always wearing like basketball shorts and t-shirts as a kid and i did always like my face never matched whatever i was wearing because even when i was like slightly older like 12 and i went through my emo era, I have to say era because it's not a face. Um, that was so good, but I don't care. I have to pay my respects to my, for myself. Um, and she would wear like all black and then it's just this blonde, bright-faced kid. <laughs> like, so my head just never matched whatever I was wearing in the first place. And I didn't realize that that was, like, in a way, me trying to, like, natu- instinctually offset it and, like, find a balance. So I would dress somewhat, like, masculine for a long time. And I still, like, honestly, I've always loved dresses. Like, I, I was never someone who no, I hate that. But I was also very, like, texture-driven, if you will. So, like, I hated jeans. I hated wearing jeans. And I hated wearing socks. So I preferred to be, like, barefoot in like a dress or in basketball shorts and a t-shirt um like that kind of thing sounds like a spaceship but it's just a truck um anyway Uh, so then in high school i very much explored fashion very deeply because also at that time i'd say is when well i i thought a lot about sexuality when i was even younger because one of my best friends would, like, literally, again, from, like, ages, like, 10, 11, 12, would bring me, like, theory on gender and sexuality, and so I would just be thinking, I was like, huh, what? <laughs> so I, like, slightly questioned things earlier, but I'm also just someone who in my life, it's, it's slowed down, don't, don't worry, it's slowed down since college, but, like, um, started, not just, ended. that would be a little crazy, um, but like my whole life before then I was someone that just always had crushes and like another loud ass car, what's their deal? Um, but I just always had crushes to, like get me through class, get me through swim practice so I would have I'd a different assigned one for every time and then I'd be like huh, this other person's cool. And I think that might also be part of why, like in high school one day I like, my mom can be a very judgmental person. And so like whenever you go shopping, she'd be like, oh my God, why is that person wearing that? And so that's just the kind of language that gets like embedded in your brain after a while. And then I was in high school and I was like, why the fuck am I judging people? And I decided to like, that's I, in my head I called it. Like I was, the way I phrased myself was I'll stop being judgmental. And I was like, okay, I'm only going to think, like, positive things about people, which is still, like, passing a judgment because, you know, whatever, it's still putting your values on someone else. Um, But this was just the language and the framing that I've been introducing. (laughs) But anyway. um, But then I realized I was, like, everyone kind of cool. Everyone kind of looked neat as fuck in their own way. Um, So. One second. Uh, anyway, um, what was I in I just walked past a group of people and I had a- It's harder when they're stationary, you can't even- It's not even the normal walking waiter effect of ships passing. There's a stationary, there's an anchor there! Uh anyway. Oh no, there's another person. Uh It's giving British energy. I don't know how to describe that. I probably could try if I wanted to. But I think it's like, the haircut. And the fit, which therefore makes it everything. Um, But it's like the slightly too short, or like too small of shorts that like British, like Jimbo, I guess, would wear. And that kind of like slightly like, like hair down, um, like just kind of straight cut with shorter edges. You know what I mean? And the whole fit was just giving British. That's just funny. But felt at home for a minute. Um, But literally every time I'm at the airport, if I say Lonejito, (laughs) <laughs> departures, I'm like, what if I went to that gate, you know, like, what if, what's stopping me, um, no, but I, yesterday, my, my main that was like, what if I went to Chicago, what if I went to go see my family, and take care of them, <laughs> but that's fine, we're, we're fine, I'm fine, um, this is not convincing, and I'm completely derailed, But anyway, I was just like, oh, like, everyone's, like, really beautiful and cool as fuck in their own way. And that's, like, just on a superficial level. I was like, damn, this is kind of sick. And even, like, thinking about others in a positive light, I was even with myself, I was like, oh, I'm kind of cool, too. This is fire. And was literally just like, "You, you, you can create your own reality. Sick. And it was such a nice way to go through life, to just, like, admire everything beautiful about people um, and now I think even though I still like don't like pass off to pass negative thoughts on anyone like that I think that the majority of my that kind of energy that I hold is like very much just gone to nature <laughs> I'm like damn that's a sick ass leaf um, <laughs> just perpetually in awe of the world around me more at large now um, so It's fun, having a great time in that regard. Where is this going? Oh yeah, but, um, so in high school, exploring, like not even in, I wasn't putting in any field work. I was just thinking, I was like, huh, okay. So I came out as bi to some of my friends my sophomore year of high school. And then by the end of high school, I was like, nah, I'm pan. I think it was like late junior year, early senior year. And I just, like, I'm also someone where, and this is something where, and maybe I guess with all of it, it is very much, like, my own personal experience and with gender and sexuality or any form of identity, if someone can't really tell you you're wrong or that your way of doing it is wrong or that there's a right way, you have to know your own circumstances the best. But basically, I didn't want, like, I was, like, normalize this, You like, in a way. And so I just didn't really, like, I didn't have, like, a formal coming out. And I don't really know that many people do anymore. At least, like, none of my friends ever do. It's just more, like, in conversation. It's not a big deal. They'll be like, oh, my God, I like this person. And then, like, it'll be a gender. Uh, They'll have a gender or not. You know? And that's cool because it's... And that's kind of the world that I like to exist in, like, just very gender neutral, especially as a pan person, where I literally, like, I just don't care about your gender, and I know that, like, how people identify has defined their experience, and so again, this is like, what I said yesterday, where I want to respect that and, like, understand whenever it comes up, but I don't want to limit them based on appearance or perception or anything like that. And I also just, like, I'm not attracted to someone's gender. I mean, that's kind of what pansexuality is. Like, I, like, cool. Whatever you got going for you, I respect it. I, like, that's just not the part that I'm attracted to. Um, but I like pretty people, okay? I like pretty people. <laughs> don't get it twisted. But I just don't think that has anything to do but the rest of it, like you can be pretty regardless, and that's why people always like, oh yeah, like even though I'm like this sexuality, I can admit that like, this person's hot. Um, you know, like we can all see. is like, the point? And I like pretty people. I just don't care about the rest. Of it. How many times can I see it? Oh god! <laughs> Almost tripped onto broken stock sleigh. <laughs> But yeah, no, so that's, that's the whole hand thing. Even though I've I don't think I've dated almost seriously dated only men. Gone on dates and what's nuts with um women. And I don't think I've ever like in any I've had crushes on non- non-binary people but I've never dated or hooked up with anyone. So, that's interesting. But say that V. um yeah. <laughs> so saying slith that's I sick, that I want sick but I want. Anyway, <laughs> um, and for the longest time until literally last year, I identified as non-binary, but specifically like the she pronouns because I've always like held on to she pronouns even though I identified as non-binary because of that. I do really believe that like the way you're perceived does kind of like shape your existence up, obviously. So being perceived as a woman has brought a lot of violence into my life, <laughs> the worst kind. All the time, baby. So fucking scary. Um, and so because of that, like, it, I I always felt like I, I would be dishonoring my experience. But at the same time, I completely understand, like, why someone would specifically want to let it go for that reason of being, like, I don't want to, like, live my life in tribute or memorial. And that's why, like, I don't either. I don't want to, like, glorify even in the fact of, like, over-remembering trauma (laughs) uh gender-based trauma specifically um but i do feel like being a disservice and that's just how i felt so that's why it was always a part of me and it wasn't yeah not meant to represent anything beyond that because there's this is a very big thing that i feel like people cannot get through their heads but Whatever gender you identify as Regardless if you are cis, if you are trans Whatever You do not, like, owe anybody A gender expression That coincides with The perceived Like, standards, if you will So it's like, if you Are a woman, you don't have To be feminine, if you're a man, you don't have to be masculine If you are non-binary You sure as fuck well don't have to be androgynous and Like, I was not Um sometimes so be like oh my god this is i like the n- n- neutral line and it's just the ugliest fucking bags you've ever seen and i'm like you know people have bodies still and like some people don't want to be perceived and so it's cool to have oversized fits but for everyone to just be like this is gender neutral it's like oh, no like not really and then you just kind of like limit and reinforce that this is the only way you're allowed to express yourself if you're a kind of person but then at the same time it's kind of just part of, like, fast fashion in general, like, the trend since the 50s where, like, tailoring used to be so common, and everyone's clothes used to fit them properly, and you could tell, and I've always loved tailoring for the reason, like, it's so cool in concept that your clothes very much, like, are made for you, and it just, I think that would promote a much closer relationship with fabric and with forms of, forms of expression instead of just kind of letting them go the wind to whatever's trending and being even more disconnected from self for the sake of trying to fit in or fearing rejection and all that um so <laughs> yeah but that's fine uh, it's not it's not fun <laughs> i really and this is just a big conversation i've had a lot of is like beyond like so, with all of my papers, my professors understood that I would treat the concepts of women's wear and men's wear not as something to continue to reinforce gender, but as something that, like, both crafts just have their own traditions. Like, men's wear is very, like, suit focused in, like, the Western world. Um, so, and you can't really discount that, but I think going forward, you don't have to treat it as, like, every store, it's a men's and a women's wear. I don't think there's really a point to that, other than to like honor like a tradition of a craft. But I think it's important to detach it from gender, you know. Um, And to me, part of that, personally, also would reinforce trying to protect it. But I think tailoring helps make you feel like the individual that you are, baby. Oh my god, I have absolute stitches on my set. I don't know why. Um, so I walked a lot this weekend, so this little walk shouldn't do much to me. <laughs> but I was also kind of funny because this weekend was the first time I realized that like my family saw all my tattoos because I always covered them from Grandma. Because um, <laughs> she didn't like them. And yeah. She's like, why would you do that? You're so pretty. And I was like, I'm sorry, Grandma. <laughs> so that's genuinely part of why I'm getting a few of them removed. Is especially, there's one in particular that she hated, so. Um, that's funny, all my family's still like commenting on this. And I'm like, Grandma knew <laughs> fake fans. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yes, for a long time, very much advice that she... But the thing is... Um, Okay, so, as so someone, I had a conversation with last year, um, probably, like, a little over a year ago, and, um, I, like, I was just talking about that kind of, because at the time, still very much, was just like, yeah, I used the she pronouns, and that's just, like, was silently, like, on social media, and was like, my emails, whatever, and it wasn't something, just so I, like, didn't have to say something every time, and like I said, never, just wanted it to be, like, I wanted people to naturally be, like, oh, like, how, like, I identify this way, how do you identify? Like, just having that kind of very simple, actually thought of, like, oh, taking another person into consideration with your interactions, and so this person was, like, oh, we just had a long walk had a talk about this kind of, about gender and sexuality in general, because It can be hard because I think a lot of people in marginalized communities, like rightfully so, like there's this idea that it shouldn't fall on the marginalized person to communicate their struggle or like something about themselves to the person that is innately like the oppressor. Um, And also like simultaneously that being in a marginalized group for whatever social identity it is you like pretty innately like understand more about this oppressive group than they will ever understand about you for the sake of safety and that was something that I think was a very big thing with um like when the Black Lives Matter movement came to like very prominent place in the cultural mind um in 2020 and everything. But the idea that like black people understand whiteness so much better than white people do because white people don't have to be scared of it essentially. And like queer people understand a very heteronormative like cisgendered culture because they have to know when to be scared or not. And more than to be scared, you have to know how to act for like on the basis of survival, like where it's acceptable to be who you are essentially and I guess so lost the thought I don't know where it came from oh but yeah so we were just talking about those things and I felt like I was comfortable explaining this even though I usually kind of am like do I really have to like keep doing the work even though constantly in my everyday life I have to do the work to like live (laughs) and get by and be like fine um even though, like, I have so much privilege, especially being, like, being perceived, like, very much as a woman, and rather than someone that is, like, trans non-binary, um, so, but that doesn't mean, like, it's still, still tough, even, even with all of that extra ease in the, in the game of life, it's still rough, um, so, but because of those, privileges like, I just always, whenever I am able to explain things, I do want to, like, do what I can to help ease understanding, so on and so forth. Um, and I don't remember exactly what was said, but, like, I, and by exactly, I mean, I literally don't remember what was said, but at some point in that conversation I was kind of like oh like I think that I can like I just want to use she her pronouns for a while and it wasn't like this other like he wasn't trying to like persuade me one way or the other like he had interest regardless I guess and I was also a side note sidebar but it's like a really fun thing I was like If I was ever in a relationship with a straight man, I was like, "This is innately a queer relationship because I'm non-binary, motherfucker. Have fun." Um, (laughs) um, So that was that was good. I was like, "You're not straight, ha." Um, (laughs) But but that's neither here nor there. That was just like that was that was funny. Um, Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, no, but coming out of that, I was, like, oh, like, I, for some reason, I was just, like, I want to explore, like, a very feminine side to myself, because, like I said, I had always been trying to, like, coerce myself to very masculine spaces, and had this approach, um, which I think bell hooks, my queen, um, also reading communion right now, slay. Um, but I, I was also, I was reading All About Love at the time. That was my first time reading it, and then I read All the Works of Her- Well, that was my first All About Art. Uh, no, All About Art. I'm really bad with names, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. I hope. But she, she did the book about art like that. That was the first book of hers I read, and then I read All About Love. And then I read *Masculinities*. Um, I'm reading *Comedian*, and I've reread *All About Love* once or twice, I think, in, in like a year. So big fan. Even though, like, there's some things where I have like small gripes, but that's that's between me and the margins, okay, babes. Um, sorry for all the sniffling. Allergies still aren't quite gone, but hopefully soon. And. Yeah, I know. So I was just like, yeah, oh, I just wanna explore this feminine side because it's something that I had felt like repressed for a long time for one reason or another. And I really didn't wanna fall into the pit f- the traps of like, because I'm someone who has a difficult time expressing emotions, and this is something I've worked on so I no longer really identify with it. I think I'm pretty good at expressing my emotions. I just also am trying to recognize that it was a process to get here, that most of my childhood, I was not allowed to feel things. Um, like, feeling things would genuinely put me in, like, I, like, I felt like I was in danger because of, like, getting screamed at of being, like, general emotional abuse, you know, for having emotions. so I was like, oh, it's just safer to not have them, or to not express them, and better yet, not to have them, so it's <laughs> interesting, and it was just a long process of bypassing that, but, yeah, no, so. It's like a lot of energy <laughs> and so many years of work. Like that, none of this is stuff that happens overnight. None of these are overnight realization. Like this is years long and it's something that'll like continue throughout your life because you, you're you, you're changing all the time. So every conversation you have, like, oh, thank God I figured this out. Like it might change and that'll be hard to accept, but don't deny yourself the pleasure of getting to know yourself in a new way. Um, and so I really, and this wasn't, like, there's a lot of things that I told myself I couldn't, like, wear or do, and this is something prior to even a year ago that I had been exploring um, earlier in college, but I was, I wanted to realize I was, like, my whole life I was told that I could only wear, like, silver jewelry because of my skin tone, and this was when I was, like, a really little kid, and I just, like, stayed, I was, like, tried and true, silver girly all the way, and then suddenly I was like, you know, I want to try gold. And literally the reason, the only thing stopping me is like one person, my mom said this like years ago. So I tried gold and I was like, this is fun. Like I think gold suits me a lot. Um, and now I kind of like to mix metals, but I do think that like for earrings, gold looks better on me. Um, I don't know, it's kind of interesting and I haven't quite figured that out yet, but I also like the color analysis thing has been big. Like it's been a thing for a long time, but it's been big again lately. And I kind of fit into, like, two, like, subgroups of seasons, and one's, like, more cool tone, one's more warm tone, and I kind of feel like my face just suits warm tones better because of, like, my eyes, but if you get further away, like, I think, like, rings and stuff, like, silver looks better on me, and so, I don't know, kind of. Been playing around with color and there's just a lot of things like that where I told myself I was like oh I have these rules about how I can dress and how I can appear that make me look good and then also like myself even if that was sometimes at odds so I was just experimenting more with my clothing even though I feel like I always am in small ways but it was nice to kind of give myself full permission to just like do whatever I wanted and you can do that within gender at any point, or at lack thereof, but to me, it was just like helpful to guide my mindset, I guess you could say, um, and then it just kind of stuck. And I was like, oh, like I feel really at home here. And I was like, maybe I, and I made a lot of, and because I prioritized this, but I made a lot of like close friends that were women. And I was like, this feels amazing this feels like very at home and I think it was just something that had scared me a lot for a long time because I had felt kind of rejected um from womanhood just because of how I was treated being a woman but that's how I was treated by men but being like at home with my friends every day I was like this is the safest most wonderful thing I've ever felt and I think that's part of why I hold like London such high regard because it was such a time of communion um Slamis hooks, um, (laughs) but, so I just kind of have stayed there ever since, I guess, and it wasn't until now where I was like, where I was about to start this, and I was like, I really don't know how I'll explain that other than just, like, beyond this, because I I still don't care about gender, (laughs) and I still, I think it's just a useful tool for self-expression, genuinely, at the end of the day, um. So like, and also because so many of my friends still like know me as a non-binary person, and I was like, I'm was literally so proud to identify in that way. And I struggle so because I'm like, I, like I still vibe with they. So maybe I should just use she they now. I guess that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but like, see, like this conversation even with myself, I guess. <laughs> um, like she they, like that's fine with me. I like I just don't, I don't care because now I feel like comfortable and understanding the spaces where I feel most of myself, and I'm able to express parts of me that I love. But then at the same time, and also I don't like to uh, like I like to say masculine and feminine instead of like assign it because that goes like that's very old conceptually, like in language, like. Lula in French, whatever. And I don't, it's cool that some women just, just don't like have gender, like I'm like Tagala. Um as like, fuck, honestly. I make life so much easier if I didn't have to know if a piece of bread was a man or a woman in the French eyes. But it's just masculine or feminine, like bread isn't a man or a woman. like that's what I'm getting at. But at the same time I it's like I'm always There's one part of, this is a gripe that I've, I don't think I've ever expressed, like, super well, but a lot of the spaces that I feel very comfortable in, it's, like, very bounded by, like, conversation, like, sitting in a safe space, like, conversation, like, very guided in a somewhat, like, limited format, because that's just, like, as a collective where it's easiest to commune. But I thought like in my heart, like I'm still just a little kid that wants to be outside all fucking day. Like I just wanna be outside playing all day. I just wanna do every sport all the time. I literally that's my dream life. Like I I don't want a job. I literally don't like I'll write when I want to, but I and I'll think and I'll do the podcast and I'll talk to people and I'll read and uh, like entertain myself um and I'd probably go back to school literally for fun but I just I care about like an intellectual world and playing outside <laughs> that's what I care about um so I'd love to just like be like hey hey you partner you wanna and I go play squash or something and I'm probably gonna suck at first and then I'll beat your ass every day um in the sports, I feel like that's obvious I'm very i'm i physical physical balance to me no <laughs> I'm a big pacifist thank you uh like it literally it simply does not click for me why physical. <laughs> It's something that I genuinely like struggle with a lot, so I'm not gonna talk about that right now because it's just it's so at odds, and I can't make sense of it, and I kind of like break down. whatever. I'm like, why this is this sounds stupid, sounds a name, but I literally can't like fathom why this war. <laughs> and on the one hand, like I get, I'll be like, oh, like there's like there's injustice, there's this and that, and some, and this is the only way that like the oppressed group could like get over this. And at the same time, I'm like. Like, what- I think more than that, I'm like, why can't people- like, why- why the oppressor do that? I guess is, like, my ultimate goal. Like, why? Why? <laughs> Please? Um, and it's not- like, I always feel silly saying stuff because I'm like, oh, everyone should think like that, but not everyone does. And I'm like, ah! It freaks me out, So I'm gonna shut up. Um, and I think ultimately it'll always be, like, the little people- find big people wars. Um- And it's just, like, people in the conference room, specifically usually dudes in the conference room, sometimes just white ones looking for oil who will, like, have puppet wars. And so I'm like, why you gotta do that shit? Leave the people alone. Please, I'm begging. They're begging. No one can do anything, and they want change. So to make change happen, you gotta do things differently. And that's as different as it gets, I guess. But I... How did we get here? Um, Anyway. It's. It's rough. But. We move. I guess. We outside. I want to play. I want to just play more. Why don't more people still play? Can you do that? (laughs) Please. Uh, Favorite quality in a person? When they play outside. You know. Literally, I get so jealous because, like, specifically with the conversation I had last year, like that person, they be playing with their friends outside. I'm like, cannot... I, can I, like, I want to do that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, introduce play into our lives more. But that's a separate... That's more, like, it's a broader concept instead of literal, and I just literally want more play. I get that that's, like... Application or how you do the concept, but that's more just like having a enough of fun in your life all the time. I'm like, bitch, I'd be having fun. I'm the funnest person I know, um, and I get that what I think is fun. Maybe not everyone agrees, and that's all the theory, intellectual stuff. Um, but I also think playing is fun. How many times can I say that? Um, that's also why I love sleepovers. Have sleepovers with your adult friends. Do it. It's cute and it's fun and it's a good time. And why do we stop doing things? Because we're a kid. And this is something I promised myself. Um, so two, I'll tell you two things. One is that, and then I'm gonna go in because I have to drive my to the airport before she gets nervous. Because I'm not 20 minutes early, even though she's only ever exactly on time. And then she had the audacity to tell me something was at one time when it was later, and I was like, "God, I'm the one that's early." Um, but anyway, um, where's that going? Oh, so as a kid, I was like, like a very small child. I was like, there's not enough revolving doors in the world, so I promised myself that I would just always go through a revolving door twice to like make up for the doors a little bit, <laughs> or, like the lack thereof. And also, they're better for circulation. Like they keep rooms warmer. They're yeah, it's better for all sorts of things. Um, it's really cool. Um, but anyway, so besides the fun element, there's a lot of, like, practical usages for revolving doors that we just don't talk about enough, personally. <laughs> but um, the second thing was a subconscious one. Like, I, this is not something I ever planned, but I just, like, when I go downstairs, I, like, I hop down the bottom one sometimes. Like, I just, like, skip them. I just do a little jump because it's fun. And um, I'm just going to refer to him as, like, my high school boyfriend at this point, because even though I had another one, this is probably just the only one I'll talk about, especially in a positive light. but he was, like, when, because we see each other every once in a while, just to catch up, whatever, Um but he was, like, oh, like, I still, like, hop downstairs, and I was, like, oh, cool, and I didn't realize, like, it didn't click that he was saying that, because it's, like, something I did, and it was something that, like, introduced, like, cuffed play in his life, and that's something I also really admired about him is he was just like a very playful person still is like and I think that's how some people keep play in their lives is just like physical activity. But it's kind of sad how some people make it so like regimented and they're not always just doing it for the spirit of having fun but I understand that's just like a compilation of wanting or trying to look a certain way even though everyone just looks the way they look. Please please Um, accept it. It's okay. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's great. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're great. And I love you. Have a great day. Thank you.